Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Megan. And this is Cinema Super Collider. Where we're smashing up cinema one movie at a time. Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here, my friend. Can your heart stand the shocking fact about cinema? Today on Cinema Super Collider, we are looking at the Clash of the Titans, then and now. Yeah, then and then. When when was the more recent uh, version of Clash of the Titans? The one with the guy from Avatar in it. <laughs> so the reboot was done in 2010. The, oh. the original was done in 1981. It's seven, it's eight years, well, up seven and a half years, probably old now already. Right. The new one. And boy... It really, it it wasn't great when it started, and it well, I don't know. Has it improved with age? It kind of did for me. I have to kind of say that I, when I watched it this time, I was thinking I was going to hate it, and I didn't hate it. What well, now? What are you talking about? Which one are you talking? I'm about? talking about the 2010 one. I, I mean, I, I it's not it's not good. It has no reason to exist. I don't think it's any secret that we're going to we're we're going to not recommend the 2010 version and either recommend or not recommend the 1981 version. Because, you know... I mean, the thing... Here's the thing. The the movie that we all know and love and remember is the 1981 version. And in some ways, we kind of need to know and love and remember it in the past. Because this is one of the first movies I remember watching, kind of knowing it wasn't necessarily the best movie. I was... I think I was in second or third grade at the time. Because it was in 81, and I remember seeing it like in like the summer movie Bonanza where, you know, like you could park your child at the movie theater for like $2 and then go shopping at the mall kind of thing. So it came out in 81, which meant that it was the summer after that. So I was in second grade. So that would have meant I was like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember seeing this movie and it had like everything that second grade Megan wanted. It had Pegasus. (laughs) It had uh, Greek mythology, which was like a big thing for me when I was a kid. That was like, I loved that shit. I wanted to, I didn't care about anything else. Didn't like fairy tales. I loved Greek myths. They were much more exciting and sexy. And I don't know why like young Megan was into like much more sexy fairy tales, but like I just liked it. It just seemed better. I don't know. Yeah. Even at a young age, I was looking for the penis in the story. Well, <laughs> Wait, well, there wasn't any penis in this, though. No, 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 not in this. But it's just like, you know, I mean... Yeah, Greeks, you know. Greeks are wearing kind of short skirts. Sooner or later, one of us is going to go, whoop. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Greeks like their nudity. Yeah. yeah, and it had a robot owl, and it had a Medusa in it, and it had giant scorpions. It had all kinds of cool shit in it. And so, to, to second grade me, I was just delighted. Like, this is exactly what I wanted. And I knew it was kind of not that great, but it was okay. It was it was fine. I was willing to suspend my disbelief. It was great for you. It was. I mean, it, the greatness is subjective, right? I mean, but, like, second grade Megan isn't a film student, isn't someone who's going to critique, no, like, but, films and, and how it's made and all that sort of thing. It, just, it was, it was ad- great for you. It was an adventure film. Yeah, it was right? fun, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before, like, when we did Mysterious Island and when we did Journey to the Center of the Earth, like, this was an adventure film. And it had all kinds of shit that I thought was cool in it. And I liked the Ray Harryhausen animation at the time. I mean, you know, it was 82, 81. I didn't know any better. It looked cool. It looked like something... I guess here's the thing. To to second grade me, it looked like something I could do. And I guess maybe that accessibility to a like, young child. You mean like, like with like figures yeah. yourself? Like just like playing? It looked like it was... It looked fancy and special, but at the same time... I had clay. I had like action figures. I was pretty sure I could figure out how to do that at some point. Yeah. So it it inspired you as a 
like as a like did you think that you, maybe you would make a film of it or is it just like something that you would play play at yes both uh, of those all things. those things all it, of those things it's it left easy, that open to you i think it's easy to see why you know it at a certain period of time when young filmmakers to be went to movies and they saw stuff like the harry has an animation on screen that they were like yes i can do that i want to do that i want to be better than that and you know i i, I don't think i've had this like this anecdote on the show before but when i was uh at northwestern i had a class that i took that uh the guy that taught it was a entertainment lawyer and he had a whole spiel about various things but one of the things that was a, a constant refrain in his teaching was you know the people that are truly successful in the entertainment industry are people who look at what has come before and not just said i want to do that but i want to do that and I want to do it better than that. Those are the people that generally end up being very successful because they, they lack some hubris. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So, second grade me was like, I think I can do that. Yeah. That seems exciting. And so, that's what Clash of the Titans was. I just, I remember watching that movie and having that sort of reaction to it. Yeah. Now, I, watch I think it. everybody kind of has a reaction to some movie from their childhood, right? I mean, oh well, yeah, of course. I, I mean, that's what movies are. Like, I think you know, for a lot of people, like for me, it was Star Wars. I remember seeing Star Wars on uh, in a movie, and it's like I'd been to movies before. Mostly, I've been to like little kid movies, so it's like didn't really count. But I'd been to see some more grown up adult movies and science fiction movies and stuff. But Wow, you walked out of that going like, holy cow, that was like the most amazing thing I have ever seen. Like you're swooping down and shooting in the Death Star and all the, the music was great and the adventure and the excitement and you, you walked out of there like changed. Yeah. Like, wow, I didn't know movies could be like this, mm -hmm. you know. So you, then I didn't choose to go into a, a, a career in the arts, but it had that kind of like galvanizing effect. Yeah, you but know, it, I you, mean, it made you excited about stuff. Yeah, and you had that experience with Clash of the Titans. I do, yeah, I think, I mean, more so than anything else I can remember seeing in the movie theater. I, I mean, I remember seeing Empire in the movie theater, but I don't remember it having any sort of like, because Empire came out in what, 79 or 80? I think 80 or 81. Something like that. So, around this time. It came out came around out. this time. And I, I remember seeing it, but I don't remember reacting to it the same way. Because I was still a really little kid then. Yeah. Um, but I was, Well, now you had probably already, you probably already read about Perseus and kind of knew the sort of mythology behind it by this, this time, right? Looking yeah. Looking at your little kid's mythology books. Yes. My little kid mythology book is actually, I'm staring at it from across the room here. It's more than a little kid's book, though. That was your little, little kid's book you were reading that one? Yeah, maybe. Oh, okay. It's an illustrated book. Yeah, it's illustrated. I mean, it's it's not... I was thinking... Like, I had taken books out of the library when I was a kid that were about Greek mythology, and they were a lot more basic than that. Mm. I had two interests when I was a little kid at about this point in time. Greek mythology and astronomy. And murder. No, no, no. no. Murder became later. Murder is much later. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Well, the I Greeks eased, were great astronomers, too. I eased into murder. No, I was really excited about astronomy mm -hmm. uh, because it tied directly into a lot of Greek mythology. Sure, sure. Constellations mm -hmm. and asterisms and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the Greeks liked to to tie things up to the stars and the, the sky. I just, you know, I just like the ideas behind it. Anyway. So, yeah, so this is the story of Perseus. From yes. A, a, an altered story of Perseus. From it's a punched up story, yeah. Greek mythology. Now, tell us about Perseus. Can you tell us about Perseus? Uh, well, uh, the actual story of Perseus is a story from this movie. The story from the movie of Perseus. I okay. don't care about the actual one. Well, I do care about it, but I'm not going to put you on the spot and tell you, ask you to be a Greek scholar here and, and inform me, because there's got to be several different versions of the of the story of Perseus as it appears in books here and there. Sure. There's, there's probably like three or four different versions that are considered canon for the story of Perseus because it's so damn old. Yeah, well, and you know, as far as this movie is concerned, what you need to know about Perseus is he's the son of Danae, who was a the daughter of some important dude <laughs> uh, who was the king of Argos, I believe. The king was so concerned about Danae getting into trouble, especially with Zeus, he had locked her up 
in the palace or somewhere so that no one could get access to her. But Zeus, being a crafty, kind of bad touch dude that he was, came to Danae as a golden shower. And you just... He didn't (laughs) come as a golden shower. Yes. He He came as a shower of golden rain from the heavens, and that impregnated her. They didn't use the word golden shower. You used the word golden shower. Okay, whatever. A shower of gold. You make the call, listeners. All right. Golden, I mean. I'm just just trying to keep it it PG-13. Look, there's nothing PG-13 about Zeus, Eric. Let's just just do, there's just nothing PG-13 about Zeus. He would take on the form of animals and rape women. Okay. Yeah, that's basically turned into yeah. a swan, raped a woman, turned into a bull, raped a woman, turned into a fucking shower of gold, had yeah. his way with a woman. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, when you get rained upon or peed upon, whichever, I'm not saying it's one or the other, and then you get pregnant, that's not the outcome you were expecting. Right. So she gets pregnant with Perseus. She has Perseus. Her dad gets mad, puts her in a box, and is like, fuck you, Zeus. Throws her into the ocean. Her with, and her yes, son. Yes, and Perseus, right. Throws Nails them up into like a coffin, right? Mm-hmm, throws them in into a, the ocean. They're in a box. They float around for a while. They crash land and they're found by, you know, friendly fisherman type person. Perseus grows up. Perseus turns out to be, you know, kind of hero dude. Zeus is like, hey. Turns into Harry Hamlin. Turns into Harry Hamlin. And Zeus is like, hey, that's my son. I should, you know, I should help him out. Let's give him some shit. And then he gets some gifts to the gods and goes on some adventures. The adventure, of course, in this particular story is to save the lovely Andromeda from being sacrificed to the Kraken and adventuring ensues. Yeah, now I'm I'm a little confused, which uh, we don't need to go into the circumstances by which she's supposed to be sacrificed to the Kraken. Her mother is... What's her mother's name, Andromeda? Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia insults the gods by somehow by saying that Andromeda is more beautiful even than Hera or something. And then the gods are all in a snit about that. And so they say, well, we're going to destroy your town with this kraken unless you sacrifice your beautiful daughter because how dare you insult us that way. Am well, I right? Is that a fair assessment of what goes on? Sort kind of. of in both films? Sort of. It, the, so there's a little bit of a difference between the 1981 film and the 2010 film. In the 1981 film, there's the character of Thetis, who Thetis is actually, I believe, a titan in the Greek myths. She is, I think, a sea, sea goddess. She's in charge of God's sea stuff, mm-hmm. question mark, shrug. Um, in the 1981 movie, her son is betrothed to Andromeda, but Zeus decides he's a bad dude because he hunts all of his Pegasus and is like, fuck that guy. I'm going to turn him into a Harryhausen claymation thing. And so makes him ugly, gives him a tail and some horns, and he's hairy and eh, just basically turns him into a monster. Okay. And so Andromeda's not going to marry a monster because that's just not going to happen. Yeah. But everybody's real salty about it, including... us. Uh, What's that? Tethys. Thetis. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, rather than like do things like sane normal people and maybe, I don't know, figure things out, no one in Greek myths is ever a sane normal person. Well, the Greek, the gods are always bickering and- That's one of the reasons I love Greek myths, because they're like people. Yeah. They get real salty and they get real offended and yeah. they, they act they're like- They're real capricious and they're, they they have no, no compunction whatsoever about like killing hundreds and thousands of humans. It's just Just because like, they're having a snip fit that yeah. day. Yeah. It's like, yeah. ugh, fuck yeah. that guy. I'm going to yeah. hold a grudge for like ever. Yeah. That whole town that worships him, I'm going to wipe it out. Because, fuck that guy. Because yeah, that cause, guy- Because that guy looked at me the wrong way. I hate that guy. I'm he gonna, was serving me dinner, and he served me something second instead of first, and so now I'm going to wipe out a whole town somewhere. That guy wouldn't let me rape his daughter. Fuck that town. Yeah. Murder everybody. Right. It's like, exactly. what? And then yeah. somebody like comes along like a little bit later and is like, you know, Zeus, maybe you shouldn't rape everybody's daughter. And then he's like, you know what? You're right. Looking out at the devastation. Well, it's too late now. Anyway, I'm going to turn into a swan and go over here and do some mischief. Mm-hmm. Did you learn nothing, Zeus? Nope, sure didn't. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah. I'm Zeus. I'm Zeus. 
and his children aren't any better and his wife is not any better and no one is any better they're all fucking assholes except maybe <laughs> athena and artemis who just kind of like go do some shit but artemis is kind of a apollo is kind of a goody goody and eh, not really he's no. also kind of an asshole too everyone's a dick hermes yeah hermes is actually hermes is he just likes to like like fuck shit up yeah he's like i'm kind of the trickster god and everyone's like he's a guy of medicine though maybe you could watch some shit and he's like i could or i could fuck shit up he's the god of floral delivery i think yes he is all of those things yeah yeah that's the other thing i like about greek myths it's like at a certain point everyone realized that they had too many gods because they were just inventing gods for all kinds of things. Like, this is the god of stubbed toes. And this is the god of reading in the dark. And this is the god of um, peacocks. And this is the god. Of, and then somebody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We have too many gods. So let's double up. Let's double up on some shit. And people are like, okay, okay, okay. Good plan. And then they're like, um, so Apollo is the god of music and the sun? No, and the chariot racing and waking up on the wrong side of the bed (laughs) and the poseidon is the god of horses but he's also the god of the ocean but he's the god of horses yeah yeah he's the god of horses sure yeah that's good right yeah okay fine let's not think about it too much everybody okay perfect great moving on Mm. so yeah greek mythology and then the romans came along and were like we are not going to come up with new anything, except we'll just add some things. And just to be confusing, we'll change everybody's name because we... Yeah, Greek language is kind of weird. We don't want to be Greek, but we also are lazy. Yeah. So we're just going to steal all your shit and then put in a few things that we've decided to like redline in. Yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah. Done. So Odysseus becomes Ulysses... Zeus becomes Jupiter. Yeah. All these things. All those things. But yeah. then they felt very pleased with themselves because they could just like steal all the shit from the Greeks and then just like white out the name and then just put something else in there. And then, you know, monotheism swept in and uh, nothing That's why, was the look, same. if you like having your pissy gods that you can make up stories about and then laugh at, that's why you got to kill more Christians with lions, people. You just feed them into the lion den. You just got to keep doing it. Yeah, they were a jolly bunch, but they were also b- quite vicious and bloodthirsty. Yeah. So it's a trade-off. People. It's, it's a, a trade-off. trade-off. It's, it's a, a big trade-off. trade-off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, there's no lions and no Christians in this movie. There's right. just Harry Hamlin with his puffy lips swo- so, swooping about in okay. the clouds. So Harry Hamlin has to go on a quest. He's right? Perseus. He's Perseus. Yes. He has to go on a quest, and his quest is to somehow kill the Kraken. Well, right? we should back up here. So Thetis' son has been has He's been turned into a Harryhausen thing. Has like been turned into a Harryhausen a thing. Yeah. And has been, because he can't have Andromeda, nobody can fucking have Andromeda. So he's been sort of like soul stealing her at night with a giant Harryhausen vulture. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Which is the part of this movie I always forget. In yeah, a, in a, a gilded cage. In a gilded cage. Right. Sure. And he forces her to learn riddles as you do. Right. And Anyone who comes to try and like be a suitor to Andromeda has to learn or has to answer these riddles. And if they can't answer the riddle, then they get burned alive at the stake. Yeah. Nice for second grade kids. Yeah. It's great. Not only do you get to see boobs in this movie, but you also get to see the charred remains of suitors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. You know, here's the thing. I don't remember either of those things. So they didn't make an impression on the second grade me. Yeah. Which kind of goes to show that like a little bit of violence and nudity don't really stick with children. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So uh right. So they learn have they have to learn these If there had been a penis in this movie, that would have been a different story. There's no penises, guys. None. Unless you unless the prehensile clay Harry has an animated tail could be considered a penis. <laughs> Then there's a no, huge, there's no. a huge penis in no, this one, no, guys. No, big. No. It's really big. No, and it moves on its own. Yeah. Like not like not like you know regular peen do, but like <laughs> it's like going everywhere. It's like a tentacle penis. Okay, just <laughs> it's on the back. Okay, so it's not at all like a penis. Sure. So that's my penis roundup for today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, you were saying. 
I know you were saying, and I interrupted you. I you were talking about how this whole thing came about, and I'm confused. There's this this monster dude is stealing Andromeda's soul in a cage with a vulture and making her learn riddles so that suitors have to answer them, otherwise die. And then Perseus comes along and answers the riddle because yes. he's so smart. Or did some god whisper the answer to him? I don't know. So, okay, so before Perseus is like, I gotta go check out this Andromeda chick. She sounds pretty hot. Because that's how you, like, courted people, I guess, in Greek times. You were like, oh, I heard a name, and that sounds pretty hot. So I should maybe go check it out. He's given the gifts of the gods. Because he accidentally gets teleported into somebody's theater. Oh, that's right. He meets uh, Burgess Meredith. Yes. In a theater somewhere. Yeah. Burgess Meredith, you, who you might remember from the Penguin, from the old Batman TV series. Yep, or as Rocky's like... Uh, body blows, Rock! Yeah. Hit him, go for the body! He had a real weird career. Yeah? This was his star of Broadway or something, I bet. Well, yeah, I'm just saying like his movie career is like all over the place. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what you get when you're a character actor. You get weird roles. He was a great Penguin. Yeah, he was a pretty wah, good Penguin. Yeah. Yeah, so Perseus gets teleported from the island that he's been like hanging out with his mom, taking naked walks on the beach. That's what you do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His mom was not dead in this one. His mom was alive. Somehow they survived the ordeal of being trapped in a coffin in the ocean. So yeah, he gets teleported there and then Zeus is like, he's my son, so I should help him. Not that I've helped him at all up until this point, but whatever. Let's give him some magic-y shit. So they give him a helmet that makes him invisible. Oh, yeah, they're right. The Harry Potter thing. Right. Yep. They get, yes, this movie is, is somewhat akin to Harry Potter. Yeah, he gets the... Uh, he also gets... The, the What is it? The three horcruxes of infinite wiz- wizard power. What what is what is it they get? Those, like in Harry Potter, it's the, like there's it's a the, cloak of invisibility. The and Elder the Wand. Stone and the... And the Philosopher's Stone. Ph- the philosopher, no, it's the Resurrection Stone. Oh, I'm sorry, the Resurrection Stone. What is stone. that called? The, the, the holy... What is it called in the Harry Potter world? Those three... I don't remember what they're it's called. It's like the last book is the name of it. Like the Deathly Hallows. Oh, right. Yeah. It's yeah. like he gets the Deathly Hallows from Zeus. Yeah. Right? Except Zeus doesn't actually make them. He makes other people make them for him. He's like, he. so Zeus and Olympus is basically like a huddle up every time. Because Zeus, Zeus doesn't have, there's only one other male god in this, uh, in this round, round of like Olympus. And it's Poseidon. And Poseidon's job is the Kraken. That's his whole job. Yeah. He's Kraken master. Yeah. Zeus is like, go release the Kraken. And Doesn't he have, like, Hephaestus make him the uh, helmet, though? No, no, no. No, that's Athena. Yo, make... Hephaestus, make me a helmet. No, I think he has Athena make the helmet. Oh. For some reason. Okay. So, yeah, they have a helmet of invisibility, a sword that's really, like, strong and can cut stone. Mm-hmm. That's like the wand. And then they have his shield that's just, like, really nice, shiny shield. That's not really a resurrection stone, but okay. The analogy breaks down, but still, he gets three magic things. Three magic things. And so, he's given these magic things, but when he's like, oh, Andromeda sounds pretty hot, he just takes the helmet and like runs off to the city. Yeah, he takes the helmet, runs off to the city, but how does he know the answer to the riddle? He wears the helmet and he hitches a ride on the vulture. Oh, and so he listens. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, Then he yeah. has to fight a claymation dude, and he cuts off his hand. This sounds really dumb, I know, guys, but like this is how Greek myths are. Do you remember what the riddle is? The Have riddle was, it. I don't remember it word for word, but basically the, the answer to the riddle was the uh, claymation guy's ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it was like two pearls and a diamond circling a thing. Yeah, two pearls and a diamond circle a thing. This is a magic item. It's a blank. And he's like, it's, it's like, the... It's the it's claymation guy's ring. Yeah, and everyone's like, <gasps> oh my, that's a weird riddle. A oddly specific riddle. Yeah, well, I guess Andromeda's yours. Yeah. Andromeda could be yours if the price is right. Betrothals were weird back in the day. It's like, answer this riddle. <laughs> now you're married. It's much more complicated now. It yeah. involves consent now. <laughs> yes. Every story is now what, like, much more complicated because of consent. Yeah, I know. It's, it's everybody more, has it's, to consider what the woman wants in the situation, not just what the gods want or like what the dad wants or like answering a riddle. And yeah. then, and then the men's right activist comes along and tries to put things back the way they were. 
Oh, sorry to go down that road. Let's uh, continue on with the story. Uh, how he he's we got to put him on this quest to get a kraken, cr- right? right? Well, now this he's going to kill a kraken. But this Let's is where kill the, the kraken. This is where the kraken comes in. Because, All right, finally, because uh, Cassiopeia is so happy that they're going to get married and everything that she's like, oh, and look how beautiful my Andromeda is. She's going to get married to this dude and blah blah blah. And she's so pretty and she's prettier than Thetis. Yeah, and everybody's like, shh, would you please? Nobody's listening. The Thetis is the patron goddess of this particular city that they're all standing in, and uh, she gets real angry when that happens. It's a record scratch moment. It is. (laughs) Well, and by record scratch, you mean earthquake, because an earthquake happens and wrecks the statue of Thetis. The head falls off, and Maggie Smith chides them and says that Andromeda is going to have to be sacrificed in a month. Oh, yeah. Maggie Smith is in this one. Everyone is in this. Oh, we mentioned none of the people in this movie. Well, except Harry ha- Hamlin and Harry Burgess Hamlin. Meredith. Burgess <laughs> Meredith is in this. Uh, Lawrence Olivier is Zeus. Sir Lawrence Olivier. Yes, yes. Knight of the Realm. Right. Great He's, British actor. He is Zeus and Maggie Smith is Thetis. And then there's uh, Ursula Andress is uh, Aphrodite. She oh, has no lines. Right. She just stands. She just stands and looks pretty. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so there's like a lot of people that get, got tapped to be in this movie, and it's not the world's greatest movie, but they were all in it. Yeah. For reasons. All right, so the head falls off the statue. Maggie Smith says that's bad. Then what happens? Now we're on our quest. Okay. The quest is to kill the Kraken, because otherwise- Andromeda is going to get et. Right. So yeah, then we go on our quest. Now he's already got his loots, right? He's got his sweet, sweet loots, his hallows of yeah. death. So the first thing is, is well, how do you kill this Kraken? This Kraken is like huge. It's as big as a mountain. And it's like, not even an army could kill this. How is one guy going to kill this? So he's got to go see some witches and the witches know how to kill this thing. So he's got to go talk to the witches, right? But, yeah, but they eat people. Yeah, they're cannibal witches. So he's got to go and trick them somehow. The thing is with these witches is that all three of them share one eye. But the, it's an eye of seeing shit. Yeah, but they're blind otherwise. So there's these creepy old crone hags with their faces all like mutated with no eyeballs, but they hold this eye in their hand and can look around with it. And so Perseus is able to somehow get the eye from the witches and like holds it hostage and says, you got to tell me how to kill a Kraken. Otherwise, I'm going to kill your eye and you'll all be blind and then you're fucked because then nobody cares what you have to say. And so then the witches tell him that as far as they can tell, the only thing that he could do would be to use the Medusa, uh, or use Medusa, because that's her name, use her gaze of stone turning into gaze on the Kraken, and that will kill the Kraken. Yep. But it's more complicated than it sounds, because Medusa's got a poison tail, and Medusa will turn you to stone as soon as she looks at you, so you know that you, that's like an impossible thing to do. But Perseus decides that, you know, with my invisibility helmet and all of my 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 things, I, I might have loops. a chance. Yeah, yeah, I might have a chance to kill her and then cut off her head. And then just you bring her head back and then her head will turn the crack into stone. Right. That's the plan. All right. And so he does that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's and then he goes and uh, he, he uses the reflection in his shield as a mirror to see Medusa, because if you see her in the mirror, her, she, her turning to stone gaze thing, doesn't her, work. her weapon doesn't work. Nah. So he's like looking in the mirror and swinging the sword behind his head, and he, you know, he, he's kind of looking around the corner, and then when she comes around the corner, he just whoosh, wicks it, you know, swings his sword, magic sword, cuts her head off, and he puts it in a bag. And then he winds up with uh, a pegasus, and he flies back to town. And turns the uh, Kraken into stone. Right. Well, there's a little bit in between there where a claymation bad guy pokes some holes into the Medusa head and the blood from the Medusa head turns into giant scorpions and they have to fight the giant scorpions. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're about as big as like a Volkswagen. Yeah. But that's not really here nor there. It's yeah. just, a, it's more adventure. Adventure! Right. And then the Kraken turns into stone and then Andromeda is saved and they get married and all kinds of stuff. Yay! Hooray! And that's... And, that's, uh, that's, and then they're put into the stars because yeah. that's how every Greek myth ends. And that's the film. Then they remade this film. Yes. Uh, years later, back in 2010, it's a big pile of crap. But I mean, it's I, like I said at the beginning, I, I remember it being worse than it is because I was watching it this time in expecting we watched them in this. We watched them in reverse order. We watched the 2010 one first 
and then watch the 1981 one because my feeling was like, I know this 2010 one is going to make me super, super angry and disgusted. So let's get this out of the way first. Yeah. And then we'll watch the 1981 one and then we'll be in a good mood so that we can do the podcast, right? And then Because Snow- I'm still, I'm still sn- sore from Snow- Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer took so much out of us that we actually couldn't record an episode last week. We were like, yeah. Do you remember when we were watching Snowpiercer and we got angry? And yeah. then Eric would be like, yeah, I'm still angry. And then we would start talking about Snowpiercer again. Yeah, I'm still angry. And we got, we would just get ourselves angry again. Yeah. So we, we couldn't actually physically record an episode. How in the world are you supposed to get, like, you have to go through the school kid's car? Yeah. No matter where you See? go in that train. See? Like, the kids are in the middle of a lesson. Like, a whole army has we're to still, go through. It's still a thing. <sighs> it's so stupid. And when Where you- did the beef come from? Where did the... Co- yeah. Where, the, are there cows outside that they killed? Were those were they in nope. the train for nope. seventeen years? Yeah. See. See. <sighs> See. I. We're at different. It makes no sense. We are. We're at different stages of our Snowpiercer. Our Snowpiercer grief. <sighs> like I've already come. I've accepted. What do the it. fish in the fish tank eat? Yeah, I know. Uh, we, we're at different stages. They feed him protein gel. Eric is where I was. Like. Six nine months ago, and I've I've moved on. I've I've accepted that I hate Snowpiercer. It's a garbage movie, and that I just need to let it go. I just got to let it go. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about we're not talking about Snowpiercer. We're talking about Attack of the Titans. Clash. Clash of the, the Titans. Titans. Yeah. Attack, Attack of the Clones. Attack on Titan is a totally different. Attack movie. on Titan. Attack yeah. of the, the Clones. Okay. No, we're talking about Clash. So, okay. of the, Clash of the. Clash of the Titans, yes. Okay, so in popular opinion that I can't believe I'm about to say, if they had just not called it Clash of the Titans, if they'd called it something else. Yeah, Perseus versus the Kraken. Something. Yeah, and then everybody would have said, hey, this is just really kind of a remake of Clash of the Titans, but it's just, they would say it's a reboot or something. They wouldn't say they're they're remaking Clash of the Titans because what you had to contend with here with the remake was upsetting a lot of people who have nostalgia goggles on like you like me for one thing because here's the thing if you had just made an adventure movie that's set in greek times that involved perseus and stuff you didn't have to like hit all the notes of clash of the titans you could have just had a cool adventure film because there's a lot of like stuff in the 2010 movie that was different they introduce a character io for no good reason. Right, who's not part of the the myth. And but the is, whole thing is, of Perseus is like he hates the gods, so he doesn't want to accept Zeus's gifts. He's got daddy issues. He's got daddy issues. and Which is a different take on the, on the thing. It's overly complicated with a lot of extra stuff that doesn't need to be there. Well, but, and they, th- well, the thing is, is like they had kind of an interesting thing that isn't in the original movie and is not part of the myth, but was kind of, I liked the character design, which was the, the djinn. Oh, yeah, those were kind of cool. That has nothing, that has to, nothing do, to do with Nothing to do with the Greek myth, but like- They were trying these, to bring in some uh, uh, like cultures, cu- other culture cultures. Culture stuff, yeah, yeah. Sure. But the thing is, is they were kind of a cool, they look sort of like Groot- but they had like weird blue fire in them, and yeah. they were kind of cool. Like they were, like, I, they made were out like, of sticks and charwood or something. They were right? like sorcerers, charwood. Yeah, they were cool. Like I, I would have liked to have seen them on the journey. Like they were cool monsters. The and upgraded kraken looked pretty good too. The upgraded, I don't, I did not hate the upgraded kraken. It, it had a cool, scary face. It was not a, a giant like Galactus fart cloud. Like it wasn't a fart. <laughs> wasn't a fart cloud. And it wasn't a guy in a rubber suit. Now, I know the Kraken in the 1981 was Harryhausen, but some of the scenes of the Kraken, like from behind getting out of the water, was like slow-mo of a guy in a rubber suit. So there are parts of the Kraken that you see in, in the first one that is a guy in a rubber suit. And even so, when it is animated, it looks like a guy, it's like an animated guy in a rubber suit, basically, basically. It doesn't look like an alien thing. It just looks like a guy with like a a fish costume on. He looks like the the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, kind of. I'm right? sh- I'm shrugging. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Look, here's my take on it. The new Kraken. Here's my hot take. Kraken hot take. Kraken hot take. The new one has, generally speaking, better quality special effects. But like so many m- movies of the modern vintage, 
the special effects are too intense and take over too much of it so that you're looking at your watch during all of these like major battles and stuff because it's like so boring. It's like not to the level of Transformers like boring, but it's like, you know, you're flying through the tentacles of the Kraken while the Kraken is doing this and he's zooming up and he's going down and he's going around and the thing is it's like, you know, you know, it's like watching a cutscene from a video game, but even worser than that even. You know, it's just, it's like over the top special effects. Like the, the first movie had giant scorpions in it, which were pretty cool. They were stop motion scorpions. The guys had to fight them. It was done pretty well. It looked pretty cool. It was fun. It was a short part of the movie. In this thing, there's like a 15 minute fight with a giant scorpion that's the size of a house. Yeah. And it's all like, first of all, the movie was re- released in 3D. So there's all of these obvious 3D gags going on where they're throwing stuff at the screen, like spinning arrows and all this kind of bullshit. So that's a little bit distracting. But for the most part, it's like this special effects extravaganza. It's like, here, we're going to turn 15 minutes of the movie over to the digital effects department. And we're going to have a bunch of like uh, propeller heads at their computer terminals making digital art of as many gags and as many things as they can possibly pack into each frame of this film. And it's done really, really well, considering, you know, the the technology of 2010, it looks really great, but it's as boring as hell. So that's that, that problem. And then there's all this unnecessary extra characters problem. Yeah. And so what you wind up with is a movie that If it was just a summer blockbuster movie that wasn't called Clash of the Titans, it was, you know, it wasn't the dumbest one I've ever seen. I mean, it's no Battleship and it's no Transformers and, you know, it's none of it is that bad. It's, you know, it's got some cool monsters and fights in it, but... It, is it is it an improvement over the original? No, no, not at all. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, it's an upgrade in some ways, but well, and, and I mean, we've talked about this before. I think that there are times when you can use special, like upgraded special effects, to really bring something additional to your movie. And I, you know, I still enjoy the Medusa stuff from the first movie. It's cool. The Harryhausen Medusa is cool. Yeah. But it is a very specific type of cool. Yeah, it's... It's old-timey cool. Right. The Medusa fight in the new movie is really well done. I like the Medusa fight in the original... Er, in the updated movie. The 2010. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually really great. They the have, Medusa fight is probably the best. The Medusa fight, I think, yeah. is the best part of that film. Because they really... They utilize a lot of things that I think if they could have done it in their original movie, they would have. That She's got a long snake body. So, you know, you get to actually see this long snake body slithering and the movement is really well done. It's not too fast. So, you actually get to see her doing things. She's got a rattle on the end of the, the snake body. So, like, it's a rattlesnake, which is, like, kind of cool. It, you know, it gives you, like, a little extra added thing. Her face changes from you know, the actual actress that they used to do the modeling of Medusa off of into this, like, really hideous snake face uh, when she's using her her petrification power, which is great. And then it's yeah, just... Yeah, the petrification sort of, like, the effect as people turn to stone or things turn to stone is really a cool effect. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really great. And it's one of those things where it's like, if, like, everybody could calm the fuck down a little bit about CGI and, like, 3D effects and shit and just like look at the sequence that they did and 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 really take note and say like okay this was the upgrade this is what's like cool this is the moment where like a second grade me if i actually got to see this movie as the first version of clash of the titans i would have been like this is really cool i want to do this i don't know that i could actually then go and say i can do this better but i could at least say i would like to do this there's a fine line there. I mean, today's kids, today's youth, if you showed them the 2010 version of Clash of the Titans, and then I, I'm sure this little scenario played out across the country. Parents and kids saw 2010 Clash of the Titans. The kids came out like, "Woo, that was great. Wow, did you see that part with the Medusa and blah, 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 blah. And then uh, mom and dad are like, kids, wait till you see the original one. It's so much better. And they put the kids down on the couch, put the DVD in the machine, and hit play, and the kids are jumping around and leaving and can't focus on it. And they're like, this is stupid. Ah. 
this is so boring. Oh, in today's kids don't want to see that. They don't, you know, you see the weird cheesy stop motion stuff and then, you know, old people are going, hey, wow, look at that's cool. Can you imagine some guy was doing that with a model and this is how it worked and the kids are going like, I don't care. Yeah. It's not as cool. I don't know. I mean, kids are weird about stuff though. But like your point is like when you see that model and you see like the stuff the way they did it, it inspires your imagination a little bit as a kid. Like I can do that. Like you see like this animated horse and you've got a toy horse and it's like looks a little bit like your toy horse if it was moving. So then you can take your action figures and your toy horse and play at Clash of the Titans. When you see this super hyper real animated toy horse from the 2010 version, are you necessarily like are you inspired in the same way? I don't know. I mean, it's it partially it's trying to read the mind of the the market that this movie is aimed at. Yeah, sure. And if the movie is marketed at a kid audience, and I would argue that it's kind of a little bit too harsh for like the no, kids. I don't. I don't think this movie is is marketed for kids. Yeah, I don't think so, that yeah. that was the point. Yeah, I I don't know. There's there's a lot of like weird sort of marketing gimmicks in this film. Like for one thing, Perseus rides a black. Pegasus. Now, why do you think they changed the white Pegasus to a black Pegasus? I'll tell you what I think my reason is, but what do you think your, what's your reason? Merchandising? Merchandising. I think it's just because a black Pegasus looks more badass. Also that? I think that why is Io in this? I think it's like, uh, give it up for Mike Staclasso, but it's giving him the not gaze. Well, I think it's it's like he and a bunch of men doing manly things together and having warm feelings toward one another, we have to make sure that there's a woman there so that you know that Perseus is straight. Well, he rides a black horse because he's a badass. I think it's two things. I think it's number one, it's the not gays. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also because they clearly did not want Perseus to end up with Andromeda at the end. Like in the original movie, they oh, wanted okay. Andromeda to be her own thing. Yeah, and they wanted to. They, but they, they needed, also needed a little diversity in the in the movie too. They needed a, a woman who had some sort of action. They needed to have. They needed to have a woman that, to go along on the adventure yeah, times. Yeah. But they also, I think, they were trying to make a point of like, well, Perseus is not a per like he's not a human. He's a demigod, mm-hmm. so he can't be with a human. He has to be with a demigod. Yeah. Io is a demigod. So, so okay. you know, and Io is also someone who got like kind of fuck, <laughs> fucked over by Zeus. And a demigod has like a corkscrew penis, and like a demigod woman has like a specially designed vagina to in like accept that. They're not ducks, Eric. They're they're demigods. <laughs> well, <laughs> ducks and demigods. That'll be our new tabletop role playing game. Oh boy, the uh, demigods with corkscrew shaped penises. Oh man, we got a, a, a new property for Wheeltree Press. Oh boy, coming this fall. I'm not writing that game. Ducks and demigods. Uh, you can write that game. Yeah, I'm just going to reskin Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Steal everything. Make it ducks and demigods. No. So, I, I, that's I, look, there are several reasons why these things happened in the film, and I don't think any of it had to do with making a stronger narrative or making stronger characters or making the story any better. It had to do with ticking some boxes on a form somewhere, whether it's like, we need to have more females in this film because there's a, it's just a giant sausage fest, and they're not wrong. No. You know, all these old Greek stories and everything, I mean, it is it is problematic in today's day and age. I mean, like, look at Lord of the Rings. It's all about men doing things. That's those stories from that time. And you don't want to do it today like that because it's off-putting. But- it's hard to just sort of put in a token female to like sort of be there part of the time because then it seems dumb. Like I, to me, I always seemed like a real waste of time. Not, if perfectly good actress. She did a perfectly fine job in the role. But, you know, it, there's a real easy way to, to change that. Make some of the characters female warriors in the in the film. Make it, you Just know, take the story because the story is just a hanger by which you hang the, the, the cloth of the story upon and then just change all the characters to different genders. Yeah, make Hundra on a on a quest for uh, the, uh, the the Medusa's head. Right, yeah. that I, would be great. I mean, there's, I don't think anybody would object to that. You just wouldn't call it Clash of the Titans no. because then it would bring out the asshole contingent of. No, you there's know, there's no reason that you couldn't make an adventure movie based on a Greek myth and just gender swap the Greek myth. Yeah, the, I mean, there's literally like it's just an adventure story. Yeah, you just just take the adventure story and put women in it yeah. instead of men. Reskin it. Call it something else. Yeah. It'd be huge. 
just the controversy around it would boost your sales. I mean, you'd, you'd, it would be a giant smash if you could do it and do it with the level of like quality and special effects that this thing is. But don't have it be like this, all of this garbage digital bullshit and 3D bullshit, like hitting you over the head and taking a perfectly decent story and wrecking it with a lot of ridiculous complications. Yeah, it's there's there's so many things out there that show that female protagonists can be popular and well-written. You know, there's cartoons that have female protagonists that people are much beloved. Like Steven Universe, it's all strong women that are kicking ass and digging. I love names. Steven Universe. I know you do. I don't know why they don't release more of those faster. And it's like they're hard to find. Yeah. And so, someone somewhere will collect them all up and put them in one space where where when the full story finally finishes, we'll we'll be able to see what happens. But yeah, I love Steven Universe, and it's all about strong women characters. Yeah, going and, on and, adventures and and solving problems. Yeah, well, they're sort of gendered women, but sex wise, we don't really know because they can all sort of meld with one another. Yeah, it doesn't I matter. I don't think though. that there's sexual intercourse in that Steven Universe but, world. The but way that's we know it. that's not part of well, the, going on. It makes it cool, though. But I that's mean, not part of going on an adventure. No. Like, nobody in Perseus's like, group of people that's going to help him deal with the Medusa, they're not fucking all the way there. No. 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 Jason and the Argonauts are not having a big goddamn orgy on the Argos as they go, you know, to get the Golden Fleece. Right. At least not that we get to see. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be a different kind no, of origin. No one yeah. has written that down in the myth. Oh, I'm sure it's in fanfic somewhere. I'm sure there's a well, fanfic. And, but you got Odysseus. Odysseus was pretty randy. I mean, it's like Circe and his men, and they were like the lotus eaters, and I, there was a lot of like there was a lot of hanky panky going on with that sort of thing. Well, sure, fine, but you, the, that had nothing to do with the fact that they were men. They just kept showing up on islands where like f- fucking was going on. Yeah. Right. I mean, you could have a boat full of women pull up and deal with the lotus eaters. Yes. That's not they. Yeah, the but lotus yeah, eaters. Se- didn't... Sex, sex, and reproduction and gender and stuff in in these ancient times was very, very different than, yeah. than it is today. It's a lot of really interesting stuff you can read about it, but it was very, very different. Yeah, the point of going on the adventure had nothing to do with fucking. No, <laughs> no, it's not about that. You don't need a romantic story. And I mean, if they thought that putting in a romance story was going to bring in the girls, um, no. no, the adventure brings in the girls. The girls like adventure just like boys like adventure. Yeah, they don't I, need a, a, a sop thrown to them. When I saw Clash of the Titans when I was like in second grade, I didn't care about Andromeda. That wasn't the point of me watching the movie. I wanted to see him ride the winged... I wanted to ride the winged horse and go try to cut off Medusa's head. That's what I wanted. Right. That's why I was excited to watch that movie. And, uh, you know, again, like, I know I harp on this all the time on the podcast, but it's like, stop making fucking adventure movies for little white boys. I mean, really, it, and because it doesn't matter, and it's better to be inclusive... Because it's not going to stop any little white boy from having a good time. Don't worry, you're not hurting the little white boys if you have a a woman of color in the lead role in an adventure thing. Look at the new Star Wars films. I mean, they're huge hits. They're making more money than anything. And, you know, does it are little boys not wanting to see it because it's mainly girl heroines leading the charge in these films? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It's just like, uh, you know, sort of find a little bit of a balance there. But in this film, it's sort of like shoehorned in before they really got what they were doing. And and that, that's why I feel that that's in the film. And then there's a lot of, because it's 3D and it was in the sort of like heyday of 3D in movie theaters. And oh, let's hope that this starts to go away. It seems to be fading, right? The 3D thing. Yeah. I don't, finally getting rid of I don't know anybody 3D. that really loves 3D. The f- the future is going to be those um what do you call it those things that you strap on your head the VR thing. the VR things that will be a, more of a thing. No one wants 3D on their TV screens, and by no one I mean some, but I mean <laughs> that like no no one wants it on their TV screens, and for the most part, nobody wants it in the theater unless you're like stupid. But this this movie was made during this heyday of 3D, so there had to be a bunch of 3D gags in this. And it takes you out of the film, because you're watching the film, and then, you, you know, 
Then a spear 3D, comes at you. Yeah. You know, you just you know exactly what it's doing. Still, like I said, I don't hate this film. I mean, it it kind of makes me angry because it takes a perfectly good story and you know upgraded special effects and upgraded action scenes and stuff and just sort of wastes it but it's okay okay the 81 one i would kind of recommend but it's not really that good it's not as good as you remember guys it isn't it's kind of true it's not as good as you remember it's pretty bad and no 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 it's not pretty bad it's just not here's the thing if you're tempted to watch the 1981 movie and you haven't seen it in a really long time and you have super fond memories of it maybe just keep the super fond memories of it because it truly is not going to be as good as your super fond memories of it are it's got charm it's it got has the, charm. What, what is lacking in the new one is charm there's no charm to it it's like the robot owl in the first movie which is briefly shown in the second movie. <laughs> it's fan service and it, to diss it. Right. <laughs> it's like the robot owl. The robot owl's in the first movie because <laughs> Athena doesn't want to give up her real owl to give to Perseus to help him on his quest. They wanted another animated thing. Right. Just, here's, here's business creeping into the movie. They, it's yeah. like they wanted a new toy. They wanted, right? they wanted a robot owl because why would you not want a robot owl? It gives Hephaestus something to do. It gives Athena something to do. And then there's this robot owl. So it's kind of like Bubo, the robot owl. Bubo. It's so watching the movie again is sort of like the robot owl. It's there. You remember it. You might think it was really great and cool and stuff. And it kind of is in your head, but it's also not. So just let it be in your head. Just remember how cool it was to go on the adventure when you were in second grade. Because watching it again, it's, it's a lot of close-up shots of Harry Hamlin and his puffy lips, like windswept on the back of a fake horse. Thanks for listening to Cinema Super Collider. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Supercast or join our Facebook community where we post early warnings about our upcoming movie selections and also invite you to join our film discussions. You can email us questions, comments, and suggestions for future shows at cinemasupercast at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. See you next time. Time she didn't need to ask. Was I a suicidal psychopath? She's just a girl.